Welcome to Inkwell, a podcast from Houston, Texas, for anyone engaged in the world of reading and writing. Inkwell is brought to you by Tintero Projects, which showcases the work of national and international Latinx and Latin American writers through readings and workshops, and Inprint, a literary arts nonprofit which, since 1983, conducts readings, workshops, and other programs to promote creative writing and reading and supports writers. Inkwell hosts Jasmine and Lupe Mendez, writers, educators, activists, and founders of Tintero Projects, will interview emerging and established writers from across the United States with energy, wit, and fresh perspective on what it means to ink well in this day and age. Welcome to another wonderful edition of Inkwell, uh, where we interview lots of literary people and have great conversations about the things they do. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Lupe Mendez, and to my right is the amazing Isis Fernandez Rojas. You, you forgot to say incomparable. Incomparable. Yeah. yeah. Isis Fernandez Rojas. I mean, get it right. <laughs> um, get it right. Isis is guest hosting uh, with us. Uh, Jasmine's out of town at the moment, and so uh, uh, we're doing all things amazing. Um, so, okay, what have you been up to? Oh, wait, before we continue... Um, our guest, though we will not introduce just yet, uh, gets to say hello. So, Hi. guess. And that's, you're and done. That's, and that's, you don't uh, get to say anything else. That's it for <laughs> a few minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Josh, it's good to see you from across the. We have to put a mic on Josh at some point. <gasps> yes. No, you are. You're important, Josh. I mean, it's after how many episodes? I know he has things to say. This is like third say. season, so this Whoa, is. Whoa, you the, have things to say. We got history. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He also so, has receipts. He does have receipts. Um, so, okay, how have you been? It's good to catch up with you since yeah. uh, it's been a while since we've heard you on the mic. Yeah, I've been good. Awesome. Teaching. Sweet. Writing. How's the teaching? I think I saw you post about wanting to learn about like um, elementary, middle school, high school yeah. using centers and stations. Yes. And Be- like, I have an idea. Awesome. So I have an idea because I have a class that's giving me a little bit of hard trouble right now. Okay. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just, I think they learn a little differently. Okay. And so I inadvertently put them in the centers like last time. Yeah. And it worked. Worked. So using different modalities to figure out how things work. Let's try it, right? I think that's awesome. And, that's and I think that's a great segue into like... All the work that our guest does. Yes. Because it's a perfect way of like operating. So uh-huh. cool stuff. So um, uh, we will be uh, interviewing Outspoken Bean, uh, <laughs> a, a dear friend of ours. Uh, and I think when we come back, we'll uh, do a bio if uh, Bean has uh, two pieces Ooh. he can perform. And then we'll uh, we'll do the things. Yeah. You're listening to Inkwell, and Josh will put a little music thingy, and we'll be back. And you're back with us here at Inkwell. We're in the amazingly awesome, cozy house that is the Imprint House in uh, the boss's boss's office. Uh, as we do our tapings all the time. Um, so it's a really awesome space. Um, okay, so officially, uh, Bean, sir, how are you? I'm well, man. Just good stuff, man. All right, so official bio, because I want to make sure we get this right. Uh, 2017, Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs, Artists in Residence, and 2016, Andy Warhol Foundation of the Visual Arts and the Idea Fund recipient. That's true. Emmanuel Lee, Outspoken Bean. Is a performance poet, writer, compassionate mentor, electric entertainer, and educator. These are true. Bean uses poetry to collaborate with other mediums and institutions, such as being the first poet to perform on a main stage production of the Houston Ballet's play. Yeah. Also creating his own festival, Plus Fest, the Everything Plus Poetry yeah. Festival. Yeah. That work ethic has taken him to perform in Trinidad, to Miami, to South Dakota, to Broadway, over 35 states, 200 universities, annually performing in front of thousands of people and across the vast Houston metropolitan area, where he inspires people from all walks of life. Um, Also, 
Bean was commissioned to write and perform a national campaign on diversity for Paps Blue Ribbon and Vice. He was the 2011 Texas Poet Laureate nominee, ranked ninth in the Individual World Poetry Slam 2013, ranked second in Collaborative Poetry at Group Peace Finals 2013, and ranked ninth in the National Poetry Slam in 2014. He started performing spoken word in 2005 in his senior year at Prairie View A&M. PV all day. What's up, man? All day. All day, man. I forget you're PV. <laughs> I forget um, you, PV, I, man. I had a year at PV, so uh, what's, what's not, PV? Uh, Prairie View A and M. Oh, I just I University. just wanted to make sure that like for oh, the people we had who didn't know, the, um, so we just clarified. Did you go to Prairie View? No, no. I went to U of H. Oh, oh. She went to U of H. Um, but I wanted to make sure that Prairie View got its due. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, go. Being founded and coached the university's first poetry slam team in their first year, they won the title in their region and grabbed the eighth place rank in the country at College Union Poetry Slam Invitational. Cupsy and 08. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Outspoken being. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's going on? Uh, Man, look, I'm going to tell you right now, this is uh, a great time because um, we have been wanting to interview you for, since we started. Um, And Three seasons? Three seasons. That means you, you, you ain't trying that hard. We <laughs> you ain't trying that hard. Just give we, me a call. Just give me a call, man. We right, Josh. I'm gonna just give me a call. I'm gonna reach over this table. And go <laughs> we, you know, I hold grudges. I, Come on, man. I don't wow. see. Look, so one of the grudges. So we we'll have to talk about. But I let go of that one. I gotta. <laughs> no, I gotta get a new one. Got I gotta get a new so one. So it's because we took one. three seasons. This is. I, this is all. I love this. This yeah. is how we. This that's is how we roll. That's, that's my family. boy. Yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. So okay, um, Bean, please. The way we structure the shows yeah, for sure. is we we poet it and then we talk it and then we poem it again and then we give you a bunch of questions at the end to. I got that. Easy do things. Easy. This one is it's short, but it's like two poems in one. If okay, that's cool. Sweet. That you know works. what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it's uh, the first one that you'll hear is called uh, Selena File which means like, you know, lover of the moon. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is called Sabra. Um, During the night, I feel my moon looks up to me. Even from downhill, my moon doesn't judge my gravity because he pulls for me. He knows the power behind, preposition, positioning, soul, between midnight, yet before dawn, my moon whispers to me saying, Find a way to keep your head above the clouds while your feet, your souls, and your soul remains grounded, however, never underneath it. My moon always knows what's best for me. Despite wherever I am standing, the best part of my nearby is somewhere in my insides. My moon, y'all, is a proclamation. He always knows how to make his exclamation point stating each day coming should be seen as an unto until we are all up on. Then go into it. And that goes out to my brother, my late brother. And then he responds, say, bruh, I know that you're closing in. Arms stretch wide to an attainable sky. You know, we don't get too much information up here, but I hear for the past 11 years, you letting everyone know where your name outspoken being came from. Yeah, that's a bet. <laughs> Since we're just shooting the breeze, tell me. Uh, we don't get too much TV, so can you tell me if the Saints finally won a Super Bowl yet? Say, bruh, our escape is in scope, so escape as much as you think you can, bruh. I don't have too much advice for you, but could you tell my daughter, Leronique, that the weight of royalties, well, those are crowns and the best ones are handmade. Say, bro, I know that you're closing in. Arms stretch wide over the attainable sky and every time you get in front of a set of eyes, give all of you, every ounce of you, from me to you, bruh. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, yes. So, yo, okay. Um, um, yeah. I always have to take a moment after. Take a moment. Take a moment. I mean, like, that was an earned moment. This, that's, yeah, right? yeah, it's that's always, a moment. Yeah. That was a moment. So, so okay, in terms of 
this brilliant work that I'm always in awe of. It's always breathtaking um, to see your work. How do you begin to even lay out what becomes the that poem that's then encapsulated? Like, what does that work look like in terms of what's written and then what's attached to the performance? Like, how does that filter itself out? Like, does it start off first in action? Is it an yeah, idea? For sure, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good question. So I'm so glad you asked like that question instead of what inspires you. Yeah. Because I'm sick of that question. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a BS question. It was, you, you ain't done research, but you know me. Right. Y'all know me. Right. Um, so those are two different poems, right? So um, I'll start with the easier answer. So when I wrote Selena File, I wrote down a line. I wrote down that first line. Um, my moon looks up to me. Uh, uh, during the night, my moon looks up to me. Even from down here, my moon doesn't judge my gravity because she, at that time, she pulls for me, right? I was like, oh, that's clever. And then I just kept writing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that one was like, Boom, it was a block, and I was doing my midweek stanza ser- uh, series where I was releasing a new poem on Instagram every week. So I was like, ah, that's clever. I like that. And I just left that one as is. Right. Right? Sabra was different. Sabra, I had wrote, I wrote that poem. Um, Jackson Neal, one of my students, was doing a workshop. Yeah. And um, and and it was about you know talk to write a poem in the voice of of someone else, um, preferably family, right? But right. So I did. I I, I did his workshop, and um, I wrote Sabra from that. That's from dope. that workshop, and and it was short. It was like it was real short, and. You know, and the things, and the things like it's a lot of inside jokes for me to him, which makes sense, right? If you if you get it, you get it. If you, you know, like the thing that most people kind of understand and kind of like, or I get like a reaction from a lot of times is the um, uh, since we're just shooting the breeze. Tell me, you have the Saints wonderful Super Bowl yet? Right? That's like, but. <clears throat> Man, y'all, my family, if you know, if you actually know me, right, my family's all from New Orleans. Right. My brother is a, all my siblings are huge Saints fans. I'm a Saints fan. And um, and the conversations that me and my brother, he was 15 years older than me, the conversations we would have would be about, because he, he, he believed, like when, when, uh, Bre- when Breeze came from the Chargers, he was like, that's what we need, we're going to get a. We're going, we're going to get a champ. We're going to get a ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. at that time, I was like, "That's not nah, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> right." I was like, oh, 07, right?" And so then, then in 08, the, they're look the Spurs. The the Saints are looking good, but my brother dies in 08, and the Saints win in 09. And so that would be on his mind, right? Like in my head, that would be on his mind. And so these things kind of like inspired. Um, then as I start, and then once I got those two poems, I got those two poems memorized, right? And um, and and they're written and they're inspired by two different reasons, but like the I changed in Selena file because I felt that they could go together, right? Um, and I just changed the what is it the pronoun to, from from she which. First off, the moon is always a she. Right. Right? Like, the moon, like ships, are right. always a woman. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so I was like, I'm going to change it to he. I'm going to change it to my brother. Like, these are things. This of is him. this is a part. I feel this is a conversation. Right. You know what I mean? And I love how that starts off. When I do my sets and I do poems for, like, audiences, I love starting off with that. With that as a set, right? right. This. Uh, with Selena File and Sabra, I like I like them two t- together right. a lot, um, and um, and people have brought that up. Uh, people have brought that up, like, oh, I've never heard a woman, I've never heard the moon referred to as a she before. Right. I mean, as a he before. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes they're like, man, I've never heard that. But then I hear 
the poem after it that makes sense. Or sometimes they just they, they see them as separate things because right. I think they're very separate. Yeah. But they're, in a way, they, they're complimenting the idea, the image, and all those pieces. 100%. In between. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. They complement each other a lot. And that was not intentional. Right. And as you're, so like, so you write down the poems, you, you, other works that you've written before, like Mm -hmm. as you're processing what that looks like, Mm -hmm. um, when does the physicality of the performance? As I perform. It used to be, it used, when I was slamming, I would like bold it as I was like, as I memorized and I would come up with choreography. I don't really do that anymore. Got it. Um, What shifted? What changed for you then? It's not, not having, not not caring about slam, uh. you know, not caring for me. I still, one, I think slam, like, you know, you know, I try to get you to slam. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about it. Yeah. But I think slam as far as like, um, as far as like performing is such a good, such a good tool. Right. It's a great tool for like, for performers or for people who want to, who want to perform their work. One, but, it's also it's also kind of crappy because there's no rules, there's no book, there's no like you know what I mean. Like the NBA has 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 rules and sets and like stats. drills and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. playbooks. Whole nine, yeah. Even for the referees, a referee in a slam is the bout manager pretty much, and then the person for the is a mess. But but if you're able to find stillness in that chaos. Even if it's just for yourself, I think that's important. And that's why I push slam. That's why I still am an advocate for it. I'm not gonna do it anymore. Right. Um and 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 like the last time I tried to go for a team was uh right about now's and I just did not care. I didn't care. Right. And so that that instinct of like not caring kicked in and I was just like, I didn't make the team because I didn't have like an investment. I love coaching. Right. I'm here for the coaching. I, I love that. I coach the PV team again now, and the head coach, or no, um, co-coach with Lois, with um, Metaphor. With Metaphor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like so. That's that's where it used to come from. Now, you know, the more you perform it, you I pick up things. Right. right? Um, I have a theater background, and so I have I a theater to background. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a theater. I have a BA in theater, and then and then I have a. Um, and then, and then just just performing for as long as I have been, yeah. um, you know, like I'm not even if I'm reading, I, I know I can kill it, right? I know people want to see me, right, off paper and stuff, but reading, I'm still going to impact. Like I think impact comes by voice, it comes by presence, it comes by by owning that moment, and you can do that with paper in your hand or. Teleprompter. Everyone does with teleprompter. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, y'all's president gets in front of people all the time. I'm sorry. With the I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, who? Y'all's president. I'm sorry. Uh, he ain't mine. This. He ain't mine. Where the one that? that just got back from India? That one. The one he's back. I thought we were friends. Why are you insulting <laughs> he's me? He's going to do that. He's going to do that the rest of this interview. He's going to throw hey, indirectas at you the oh, whole time. Oh, for real? Time. Hey, Game on. Um, so wait, so backtrack. Let's backtrack yes, a little. Yes, so sir. you mentioned your background in theater. Um, what drew you to theater in college? Like in college, well, you like, threw me to theater. Stem, what did it stem yeah, from? Sure. High school, and then it continued in high school. What um, What were some shows you were doing? In Man, dog. So I was ki- I was really in high school, middle school. The HSPVA of San Antonio, which is called NISA, Northeast School of the Arts, yeah, which is an incredible program. Um, they need their own building, like H- HSPVA right. has, but they don't. They're connected to a school. And this school does not have a great reputation. Right. Um, it was called Robert E. Lee. Now it's just called Lee. They came up with an acronym for his name. Oh, wow. So it's not technically named after him. Why did they do that? Because they're cowards. Anyway, right. I just wanted to say that on air. Thank you. For uh, <laughs> they're cowards. Thank you. Changed the name. Anyway, so there's a there's a sense of like like they came to my my middle school in technical theater, and I loved technical theater. I loved like, and I loved specifically sound. Yeah, like sound engineering. And so I went to Lee for that. 
right? I, I didn't go to my home school. I went to I went to Lee because I was a, a huge fan of, of 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 sound and sound engineering and stuff. But it was we had a musical theater program, right? And so I was around dancers. We had a dance program. And we had to like we had to like mic that and 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 create the sound and get the music and and build build a set for your ears essentially right. right that's what I had to do and we had to actually build sets like when you're a technical theater you had to you do, do everything you had to do everything but we had a department for it yeah it wasn't like the actors had to do it um, we did it because actors don't do it well they will they 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 will they will and it was good to have i'm not going to i'm not going to i'm not going to uh poop on them because they they would um it was fun because when you need a large workforce of people like hey do this that's cool and it helps with it but like but like you know the intricate stuff like no you can't they that's a that's a skill that they're not that they're not being actively trained in right so and it would just get in the way right you know what i'm saying uh, so I threw that because Jasmine's not here and she did. No, I, and I, she's going to listen to it and she, you're going to get it. Because I did, I did, I did technical theater in high school and Jasmine did straight theater. I didn't know theater. that about you, man. I, that's my how I got into theater was the same way. And so I feel like I was that's a choir we kid. So. You were a choir kid? Yeah. Yeah, we had, to, were, we had to do stuff for y'all too. We had to yeah. do everything because... Again, and it's we HSP. respected yeah. y'all so much. Yeah, everyone did. Nobody respected the the tech kids. At well, school, well, it's different. Like, yeah. again, I was at an HSPVA elite that, kind of school, right. not just out of high school. Right, right, right. And so, um, so that's how I got into theater. But how I got into being on stage is my mama. My mama made me talk all the time in front <laughs> yeah, of people. Yeah. All the time. All the time. I never had choices. That's why I'm like, you know, why are we giving kids court choices? Like, <laughs> they don't know what they want to do. Right. They really don't. So right. expose them to a lot. But my mama made me talk in front of people all the time. Like talking over, talking like for speeches, for for choir, oh, for for functions. family functions. Yeah. yeah, I spoke all <laughs> the time from I could start talking. Right, right. So, but but I, I never I never really had like a urge to act. Right, and I I, I just don't. But I love being on stage. So, so were you an introvert as a kid? No, not no. Really. no. Well, I mean, like, well, you couldn't really choose to be one. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was. Uh, I'm the baby of five, and it's a long gap, right? And I didn't really grow up with my siblings, so I was kind of raised as an only child. But I was also a, so, the baby. Yeah, yeah, I also was the baby, and so, and the baby, baby. So. I knew how to entertain myself, right? So I would be friendly, and if it wasn't being reciprocated, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I would go into the bathroom and get, like, paper towels and, like, make toys and worlds out of that by myself. By myself, leaving, leaving people alone. I knew how to entertain myself. Yeah. Right? And so that was, like, that was, like, a thing, you know? But, like, like my mom just wanted me to, because she's an orator, right? And mm -hmm. she... She did speech and she did a whole bunch of stuff like that, and she still does that work. And that kind of and that kind of world is like you know that she pushed me into to do. And then so by the time you get to PV, you start. By the time I got to PV, it was it was a sense of um, so in middle school, probably high school, probably middle school, I started rapping because of my brother who I wrote about. Mm -hmm. My brother, when we would go to New Orleans, he would cut my hair. He was the first person I saw that was rapping that wasn't on TV, that wasn't on the screen. Oh. So because of my brother, I started rapping. And I would rap, and then I started, I would be too shy to do it in front of him, but I would start like freestyling and rapping and stuff like that. And even through high school, I would, I would, uh, I would enter battles. I would leave lunch. I would leave lunch and go to another neighborhood high school. Like, yo, who's... Who going against right? And this is this is this is a uh, Black Planet days, and it was harder to like oh, coordinate yeah. things. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like not everyone was Black Planet, right? And I was on the Mexican, well, everywhere in San Antonio's Mexican side, but I was in like the <laughs> hard Mexican side, hard Mexican side. Uh, and so and so like you know and coordinate and just skip class and go to like 
yo, who go to Roosevelt, which was far. Um, especially when I got my car, I would just leave and just battle rap all the time. Go to go to battles in San Antonio and then also in um in Austin. Um and and when I got to Prairie View, I just didn't have it. I just really didn't have it. I, I really cared about getting girls more than rapping. And so then I started doing poetry. But I really enjoyed poetry. I did. And people would say, yo, man, you have like a poetic style, um, like a common. You know what I mean? And common was one of my favorite rappers. And so I kind of leaned into it. I leaned into it a lot. People would be like, man, you look like common. I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm wearing a kufi and, <laughs> and a dashiki. <laughs> You know what I mean? Remember to come closer. Remember to come closer track. Yeah. I'm looking like that. I'm like, no, I don't. He stole my style. Yeah, but I was I was definitely leaning into it. You know what I'm saying? Had had you been exposed to slam by the time you had gotten out to PV? Or when was the first like where was the first Um in San Antonio I um I went I uh it was summer. It was summer break. So the first, my first year is completed. Okay. To go to San Antonio, working at my mom's, my mom's uh, supply center store that she had, and um, and and just looking up stuff online on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. Uh, MySpace. MySpace. Ooh. And I came across San, uh, Sam's Burger Joint. Poetry ah, slam. Okay. And I went, I went one Tuesday. I like practiced for it. And okay, so if no those of you that are listening to this and don't live in Houston or in San Antonio, don't know anything. Mm. So Samsburg Joint is a poetry spot. Used to be. They don't they're not there anymore. Poodle yeah. Slam was there. Poodle Slam used to be there and it it used to be a uh, spot in San Antonio for poetry. Yeah, oh, for huge, huge. Like it would be like two hundred people there. It yeah, was massive. It was and so when I went massive. and I didn't I went and with that first Tuesday I went, right? Wednesday, Tuesday. The first Tuesday I went, I did my thing, and uh, and I did my one poem. You know what I mean? I drew and everything. I did my one poem, and then I left, right? The next Tuesday came Shaggy, who's still the slam master of... of, of um, Poodle Slam. Of Poodle Slam. He's like, hey, man, so here's how slam works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What? And he was like, yeah, yeah, like you left last week and you got the highest score, but I don't think you realize that there's rounds. So <laughs> you were supposed to stay. Yeah. Holy. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And Sam's Burger Joint was one of the places where I would do my rap battles. So it's, it's, it's like, so I knew the place well and I was familiar with it. I was like, oh, hell yeah, bet. All right, I need to write more poems. And that's how I kind of got into it. And then, then he, then he, um, when school was coming back, and I was like, yo, man, who should I connect with in Houston? He gave me two names. He gave me uh, Brother Said and Jerome Washington. Uh, uh, Jerome. I, I remember calling. Yeah, that's my boy. I remember calling Said. Nothing came from it, and I called Jerome. Jerome answered, like, on the first call. I had no idea who he was, and I told him, hey, I got your number from Shaggy. He's like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so bro. those of you listening to this, uh, Jerome Washington, bro, you, you, oh man, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy this. All right, and he gave me like twenty places. One of the spots was EB Five, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me like a bunch of places. I just started going. Yeah, and that's how I got, and and then I started like learning about slam and stuff like that heavily. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that was like you know what I mean. That's my background of it. That's dope. That is yeah. dope. That's and that's those. So those are the things that like, space wise, like where intersections happen. Jerome, for me, was as I was doing the rounds, doing the open mic side of things. Mm -hmm. Like Jerome was one of the faces I would see at maybe every other spot I would end up at, and then I would. I'd he was see incredible. Him. He, man, he. It was incredible. I, I miss him performing. He's, yeah, he's still around. Has has kids, wife, like doing his thing, job. And but like his ability on right. like stage presence and his yeah I wish he didn't stop that there's a lot of people in the like that have trajectory wise like pushing forward there's a bunch of us that are like anytime you like if Jerome ever comes back like there will be a ton of people who will stop what they're doing and will go like still to this day and that's that's legit I have never met him oh my god really, really? No. Where, are you, where are you from where, 
what's up? What's your story? I know this ain't What's my story? (laughs) I know this isn't about you, but I'm like, yo, where where, where, where are you from? IsisFernandez.com is available. Hello. Hey. (laughs) Outspokenbean.com is also available. Google me. I'm like, hello. (laughs) Um, No, but I... I was here and then I wasn't and then I came back. Okay. Actually, yeah, I think in the okay. time that you were gone right. is when something started blowing up. Yeah. A and then I was off pursuing journalistic excellence. Hello. And doing that stuff, which is good. I think it's interesting because it's like, I didn't know that about you, one, two. Um, I think it's interesting because, like, you know, Jerome, um, that time was a really interesting time as far as Houston is concerned. Right. I met Deep during that time. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember Solo, yeah. the poet Solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, them three were like a coalition. I met, you know, obviously Brother Said, and there was two teams, and then Marcel Murphy. I met him, and him and I became close. And, you know, but Seven was the first poet I saw, like, do, like, a concert-style show. Right. And killed it at Prairie View. I saw him at Prairie View, and that's what really pushed me to like, okay, I can, I can get there. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Seven, seven was the first one. As much as you know what people say about him and stuff like that, but you know, like Seven has been um, instrumental in my life in that way. Um, As far as like looking at poetry as like producing something and making the business and what you can do, right? Um, Deep has. Deep has been instrumental in my life in a sense of like crafting right. a good poem and like edit and, and revise and stuff like that. You 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 too, I'll put you with that with Deep too, um, uh, Lupe. So, you know, people have been, have invested into me in different ways that make me who I am in a sense. You know what I mean? It's, so um, I think it's interesting, y'all. Priceless. <laughs> priceless. Um, okay, so you have any questions? I have all the questions. Mm. You get all the questions. Well, Do all with the questions. journalistic. This, the but you talking. What, you know what I'm saying? I'm you talking stop. and she the journalist. Come on, B. And uh, whenever you're and ready. I, <laughs> this. Oh. So the first question so earlier you were talking about finding stillness in the chaos. Yeah, for sure. So is that something you're still doing after being seasoned? Are you still trying to find stillness in the chaos? Yeah. yeah it's pretty chaotic, especially like doing, doing, pursuing it as a career and as something that's like, like to sustain me, not just to live off of it, but to live through it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do try to, right? Um, to me, chaos can be a, a multitude a multitude of things, mm-hmm. right? Right. But I think about it as like like a, like, a, like a hurricane, right? A hurricane is chaotic, but there's in the center, there's that peace. And I need to be able to find that part in my chaos, right? If I am a hurricane, where's my peace? It's somewhere in the center, so I probably need to find it. Um, and... And, you know, when I have multiple projects or no projects, they're both, like, both are just as frightening, you know? Um, but one, I do, they're, they're both frightening, but, but not having projects is more. Right. But the piece where I can find in that is like, okay, then I need to prepare for this not to come again. Let me use this time because I've been granted time at this right. point, Right. And so that's what I've been trying to do. But yeah, I still I still find myself doing that for sure. So is that what peace looks like for you? Like, does it look like time? Does it look like yeah? Peace for a me looks bath? like does it look like yeah yeah yeah? Like, peace for me is 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 in, is is being able to being able to uh, be to be to be able to just be during that time in that presence, right? Um, and if that's to like create without it having. Having to create where there's nothing tied to it, right? It's not tied to a commission. It's not tied to a show. It's right. not tied to a performance. It's not tied to anything. To be able to create just to create is really ideal. Luxurious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? What about you? Yeah. That's, yeah. It's hard, though. It's hard, especially when you do it. For its own value, for its own sake. For yeah, yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, then what's driving you right now? Um. Ooh. See man, let her do this. I was, I was, I was setting up the background part, which is that this is how that worked. What's driving me? A lot of things, uh, but right now, what's driving me is 
legacy of work. Mm. Legacy of work and 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 multiple things being kind of meat hooked with them. Yeah, legacy of work, right? Like, like I was just telling uh, Lupe, I haven't published anything, right? I haven't published anything ever. You know what I mean? There was a time I was on that grind of trying to publish and nothing happened, and then I started doing shows and just did other stuff. But a little birdie told me that you may be doing book stuff. Yes, I'm very yeah. excited about it. Um, it's called Compersion, the name of my book. Uh, Compersion subtitle. Um, um, five minute poems of five minute poems by outspoken being that are meant to give people complete joy. Whoa. Yeah, that's my and um, I found an illustrator and he's looking at the poems that I do. I, when I do my five minute poems, that has been awesome for me. But you know, I take a picture of every poem that I do, and um, and I was like, I need to do something with this, and so I gave them. I've been giving them to this guy. His name is Rico Edwards. He's my illustrator. And he's been like drawing, drawing what they are, and it's going to be a coloring book. It's going to be a poetic oh, coloring book. That's dope. Yeah, like what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. May sixteenth is when it's is when it's released. May when? Sixteenth. Okay, and we can get that where? Uh, oh well, at the at the release party. I'm, instead of doing Plus Fest, I'm going to be doing that instead. Oh. See, oh. this is what happened when you prep for your interviews to get exclusives. <gasps> but nah, Lupe, like, like, let's stay off Lupe. Lupe is my man. That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I, Lupe, Lupe, I, Lupe is I the just, man. I'm doing that because Jazz is not oh, here. Oh, that's true. That's true. And because you be took a, a crack at, at, dun, 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 at actors. That would be. That was. But I was an actor too. So I'm I can, just, you know what? All those things. Jazz, I got your back. That's what I'm saying. She got your back. I don't worry about her. <laughs> I don't worry about her at all. Okay, so release for the. Okay, so you mentioned something um, as well. The yeah, what's up, boss? Five minute poems. Five minute poems. Yes, we want to hear about that. But before we even get to that, here's yeah. the other piece to all this. Yeah, for sure. You haven't, since you haven't quote unquote published what is a traditional sensibility. I've done chat books, but I haven't done like a but book. But when yeah. we look at like when your work is out there, there's a really awesome way that you have rebranded or crafted or or flipped the script on yeah, for sure. on how to get my work both, out to get your work out. Can you speak a, a little bit about how that's come about? Like what 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 made you? I'm still say- trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I I got you, man. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. But I started thinking about like, okay, I'm a collaborator. Right, I started seeing myself more than I started seeing like in 2017, 18, beginning of 18. I started seeing myself not just as like an educator slash poet slash educator. I started seeing myself as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and a producer. Right, I tell people a lot of times they don't know what it means, but I tell people, "Yo, I'm a producer of experiences." You know what I mean? Like this is a moment. Right here. Right. Right. This is and you've experienced it. You know what I mean? And and to me that that to me that 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 makes so much sense of of what I do. Right. Right. Whether I'm doing a poem just right now, or I'm writing a poem in front of you, or you're looking at something I'm doing online, that's an experience that I produced. Right. And I think a lot of people are, are that. It's just a term that I had never heard. And so, um, so, so I started thinking of other ways to do that, right? So midweek stanzas was one, which I'm going to be bringing back. And midweek stanzas is basically every Wednesday drop a new poem new, with video and high quality audio to to like you know like to, to for people to like share and consume, right? right? Um, that's every. Every Wednesday when I would do it, right, and I do it in like ten week stints. So um, another way, is, another another thing is to do five five minute poems, right? Going to festivals, going to um, um, readings, whatever, wherever, and saying, "All right, you know, pick three words or give me three words." I have a sand clock. Flip that over. I write you a poem and perform it before it before the sand clock goes down and people are like, it's like a race. You know what I mean? It's 
It's energetic. People record it. Um, I'm energetic while I do it. And then also I'm, I'm, I'm getting content from it because uh, I take a picture of every poem. Whether I like the poem or not, that's not important. Um, in 2011, I went to this... Uh, I, I stayed in New York for two... For almost three months, um, with this uh, uh, at Watermill, which is in the Hamptons, yeah, 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 yeah. and um, it was my first residency. It was amazing. It was incredible, and uh, artist residency. And the 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 guy that owns it, he's he's a Texan. He's from Waco, Texas, but he's a he's a theater producer and a director. He was old. He was sixty five then. So like now, he's probably like probably seven in seventy one now, and. Um, and when he would be working on his plays and stuff like that, I, I had to pre- I was privy to do that because we were there. And he said, "You know, being, do you throw your way? Do you throw away your work? Like if you don't like it?" And I was like, "Sometimes." And he was like, "Never throw away your work, ever." I was like, "And I've heard that before." Right, right, right. I've heard that before, like from like. But you know, hearing it from teacher and parents or even other poets, I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'll do what I want. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He's like, never throw away your work. I was like, all right. Probably about a week later, he's um he's um working on storyboard of his next play. And his one of his assistants come and they come up to him and they're like, This person gave twenty five thousand dollars. Um what do you what do what do you want to give them as a gift? And he uh, stops writing, or he stops drawing, and he says, "Go in my, go in my trash, my trash folder." He had a file case of like stuff that he doesn't like, things that he's drawn, ideas. He was like, "Go get one of them and bring it back. Go uh, get one that's dated from ten years ago." And so they left. They come back, right? And then he gets it, and it's it's dated from that time. Then he writes on the back. I hope you enjoy my work. He never used it before. And he was like, yeah, I send that to them. And then he looked at me and he was like, never throw away your work. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) this person, because you know that term, one person's trash is another person's treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 gold treasure, right? But no, your trash is your treasure. Right. <laughs> right, and right. if someone's going to make money off of trash, it better be you. Why not you? Right. Why not me? So when I started doing five minute poems, I didn't take a picture of all of them in the beginning. I only take a picture of the ones I liked. One, people would recognize that, right? If they're in line, they would recognize. I'm like, what about me? Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, I was like, no. This is my. Even it doesn't matter if I don't like it. This is my. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, but this is my treasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my treasure. I'm keeping them. I like, and they're getting a bargain from my work. Right, right. Five dollars, ten, twenty, fifty. Even if they pay fifty dollars, they're getting a bargain for my work. This is my work. Right. This is my words. This is my idea. My intellectual, like at that moment, right. they're getting a bargain. Right. No matter what the price is, I need to take a picture of every single one. It's still mine. Right. So that's how I kind of like. Yeah, that was a long question. That was a long answer. No, no, no. I, but I think that's, I think the other part of that too is, and I don't know if this is a concept that you've thought of for later or not, but like you're, you're doing part of the work that a lot of artists don't in terms of, like we don't, all of our, all of our products and all of the things that we create and we do and we are working at is so fleeting mm-hmm. that we don't ever stop to think, how do we catalog and create? create the chronology of our own legacy mm-hmm. and the day comes when we're not able to produce something stops us from producing we're not alive who then holds on to what was your state right. right and so there that's like you're doing it in a very brilliant way that other people are like oh i'm gonna have to go back and figure out all this other stuff and "Quote unquote," put my white papers together and all that but you're you're i'm moving. trying i'm trying you're to. moving yeah. and doing it in a way that's that's Smart and and like efficient, effective, like right. necessary, and that he can completely cash in at whatever at time. whatever time. It's all that. It's all that stuff. So yeah, that's yeah. how I see it. That's 
an entrepreneur right there. That's that's yeah. it. My parents were both entrepreneurs, and I saw them struggle and succeed simultaneously every day in my life. So you know, like, um, not seeing myself as an entrepreneur was, you know, I kind of see that as like a slap in their face because that's all I saw with them too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. owning the daycare, owning apartments, losing money. Risking money, all of that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that all the time with them. So it's like a sense of like, you know, I'm a poet. It's not. It's not great for like, you know, meeting mothers and fathers in laws. But I'm going to be successful at this. Like, it's going to pop. I don't know when. Don't know how. But I'm going to. There's there's a lot of irons, and one of them are going to catch fire. That's how I just see it. I'm stubborn in that sense. One of them going to catch fire. Let me ask you this. Yeah, what's up? So I know one thing as as writers, as creators, one thing is like we're, we love what we create. We, yeah, we're sure. in that creating headspace. And you saying you're an entrepreneur, does that ever come into the creation creation headspace? I separate them. How? Um, just because when I'm writing, I'm, I'm an artist. Mm. You know what I mean? And also I think like not seeing myself as an entrepreneur for all those years kind of helps. I'm, I'm easier to be an artist than an entrepreneur, right? right? Um, but, you know, in a sense, like, I'm, I'm looking for someone to, like, manage my business because I want to just create. Right. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. I, want, I yeah. want someone to manage, right. like, things. And I have, I have help. I do yeah. have some help. But I want, because what, what I find, it, where I find, maybe this is what you're asking, what I do find is, my creative, my creativity winds up going to business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. And you know, we're, we're a well. We're a well at times, and and sometimes that well can dry out <sighs> because it's not like it's not like my brain is holding reserve of creativity. So I wind up like storing stuff and so on and so forth. And along that line too, the the I think I can comfortably say that. In terms of organizing mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. I think steady. Bean and I are constantly like always working and producing something else and new and working. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I agree. With how that. how where's how do you find the balance? But where do you find the balance, or where do you create a set of rules for yourself in terms of like I'm producing these things? But then I need to flip and do the writing, or, do, or is that still not a balance point for you? Because sometimes that I struggle with it in terms of like, well, we're making these things for think little projects, but then I also have my work that I. Need you know to what's do. helped? Five minute poems has helped out a lot. So mm. the, the discipline of the creating. Mm, yeah, five minute poems has helped out a lot, um, and just doing and finding a ritual, which I haven't. I can say I have not successfully done. Completely, but doing five minute poems, I'll go back to them and be like, "Oh, let me expand on this one." Right? Um, this is one poem I have. If y'all want me to do it, I can. But like, it's called uh, uh, "Noir." You are, and that started from a five minute poem, and now it's a poem that I do when I when I'm booked for events and shows and stuff like that. But initially, it was a five minute poem. Mm. So you have another. You have a good. You have another. I, I want to ask my overall question. I ask every artist. Hmm. Do that one because there's there's well before you ask that one. Yeah. One. So something to think on for you. Okay. I don't know if it's so much a question as a comment, but when you say that you haven't published, yeah. I I guess it's a comment then. No, it's the question. Have you ever considered that the stuff that you're putting out into the world is a form of publishing? Yeah, I have. Yeah, but I mean like book. Right, and I recognize that um, products is where longevity comes from. You know what I'm saying? Like books and things that people can hold. You can watch a performance over and over, yes, but it's financially, it's not as <laughs> it's not tangible. It's not tangible. People right. want to take it home, mm. huh. and and so it's like, all right, so it's like, all right, so I have these poems that I wouldn't give to a publisher. Right, I have over oh, probably a, at this point like a thousand poems. I've seen a manuscript of your work before. Yes, Brilliant. that one I stopped that one though. But thank you. But 
but I'm talking about five minute poems. Right, right. I have right, probably right. like probably like seven hundred poems that I can use for whatever. So I'm like, why not make this a a thing? A thing, right? Why not make this uh, something, right. right? So a book, coloring book, cool, perfect. Yeah, right. that's something I can control. I went and got some funding for it. I'm right. excited, right? But that's not what I would give to, to like for a manuscript for someone else. So I would just create, start creating that process as well while selling this one, right? Because I know I wouldn't be like because I know even if that even if they're good, right, or good to like a standard of a um, of a publisher. Once it's been published, they don't want it. So I won't give them anything that I would publish with them. You have 700 of these. I have a lot. Right. I have a lot. You know what I mean? I can do series off of them. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of see it. And, and that's something I can hustle as well. And I think it's unique. Yeah. I think it's a unique concept and not new, a new unique idea. Hustle. Okay. Hustle is a good word. Just hustle is a good word. That's how I feel. Uh, and, okay, so yeah, you're, I'm, yeah. Do yeah? It. For yeah, real? Yeah. Do that one. Okay. So what are you currently in conversation with as an artist? So I have a, sh- I have a one-man show called Converse, which is interesting you asked that question. But um, Converse has been, I haven't done it in a while. Since 2017 was the last time I did it in Miami. And I think I've evolved from that, from that work. But I think it's a good show. I just evolved from that work. I'm in conversation with my work a lot. It's a really good question. I'm I'm in conversation with my work about how it's how how to how to be. I care about human condition. I care about black, um, but I'm not overt with it. I'm not overt with my work, and when I am, it's like it's really, it's re- it's like either I'm not overt, or I'm extreme, right? It's it's a, it's, it's, it's there is no there is no tightrope with it, you know what I'm saying? It's either it's either tightrope or you're on the sidewalk with me, right? And so, a lot of my conversations of my work deal with like conversations that I've heard from people, right? Which is what my show was about, but now. It has kind of evolved to, to oh man, that's a really good question. It's kind of evolved, if I think about like the poems that I'm doing now, opposed to the poems that I do, some of them I still perform to this day, but from like five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, I'm, I'm a little more specific about like, about, about human Folly, human fallacy. I'm really interested in that. I'm really interested in like the mistakes of people, and 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 how and and what you do with them, right? Uh, you know, most inventions were not like thought of. Most inventions were not thought of in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to invent this. They were stumbled upon, yeah. right? They were tripped over. They were tripped onto. They were they were mistakenly, poof. You know what I'm yeah, you know what I mean. And oh. so, yeah, yeah, the potato chips, right? Like they were mistakes. So what that tells me is, I need to keep trying something. Hmm. I need to keep trying something. Where's there's there's a mistake. And trash, that's gold. Right. And so a lot of my work kind of is under that. Of like folly, my folly, your folly. Right? Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Inkwell? and uh, Have y'all? Why you got to cut off when I'm doing the thingy? I don't know. Bean. I don't know. I just... um, okay, so... Uh, I would like, I don't know, would you like to hear? I would love to hear. I would like to hear the poem that you have that's a five, that was a five minute poem. Oh, the po- uh, uh, are you are? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then. You recording, my man? Sure, I got Hello. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, you want to introduce it or you just want me to go and do Do, do whatever you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is called uh, Noir, You Are, 
Um, and the line that was, it came from, because it's not the whole poem, but the line that was, uh, that came from the five-minute poems was, uh, uh, more than familiar, this feeling is peculiar, right? That was the, that was the log line, I guess, right? It's not a log line at all, but that was the line that came from the five-minute poems and then I created this. Um, noir, you are. You noir, you are. Noir, you are. You're, this is uh, more than familiar, this, this feeling that's peculiar to smile and cry for the people who identify how joys and pains are quite similar. It's the crown and the thorns. To be hated and adorned actually was happening internally. It's actually more interesting, y'all. My black, right? My black is a paradox cauldron calling the kettle and the pots Negro. Y'all know I know my black. Right? It's to be adorned and attacked, to be to be feared and rejected, admired and neglected, desired and unprotected. Y'all, this reasoning of black is a seasoning of black. All my season is black, right? But lately I'm feeling a lot closer to bland brown rice. Which is really weird. Right? Like brown rice is bland. That why would I feel that way? But when you think about it this way, right? Uh, lately, I'm feeling. I'm not saying rice, right? I'm saying. Um, I'm saying I'm feeling a lot closer to uh, Sandra Bland, Michael Brown, and Tamir Rice. So lately, I'm feeling a lot closer to bland brown rice. My black is aware any time when I wear a black hoodie at night. I'm I'm fond of my black since I found my black within people, in places, and everything. Dang. I'm a noun in my black. This foundness of black since I found my black. I have this joy in my black since I found my black. I have this joy in my black since I found my black. I have this dance in my black since I found my black. I got this compersion in my black since I found my black. Just like I'm fond of you. Is it? Yo. Yeah. So wow. you've been listening to Inkwell yeah. with myself and Isis Fernandez Rojas. This was uh, so much fun. For uh, Inkwell here at the Imprint House, uh, collaboration between Tintero Projects and Imprint. Hey, hey. Um, thank you, Outspoken Bean. Man, this was so dope. I've listened to pretty much every episode. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah, I have. I have. And, um, and, you know, great questions, great, great building. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I was able to be on your schedule. And uh, I'm glad and you're worthy. S- I'm glad that your schedule actually matched up with our schedule. Be never that- asked. <laughs> we have come full circle. We have That's not come full circle because we have asked. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, full maybe. circle in the show. Oh. Ooh. You're so good with that. I so we'll, journalistic <laughs> we'll, skills. <laughs> we'll be right back after. After the music thingy to do our lightning round, Josh, you'll do the lightning sounds. Sweet. Yay. And we're back with our lightning round. Hey, hey. Um, Okay, so here's the way it goes. We're going to ask you a series of questions. Yes. You have 30 seconds. All right. To respond to each question. All right. First thing that comes off the top of your head. Boom. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, body mics or like mics on stands? Mics on stands. Why? Oh, mics on stands because I like I like confinement and finding freedom within it. Um, farthest place you've ever done a show? Mm. Uh, Canada, maybe. Yeah, Canada. Where in where like uh, city? Uh, Montreal. 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 Um. Longest time you've ever spent at a place where you did a show. Like you did a show and you're like, oh, I have like a couple extra days. I'm going to check out the library. Ooh. Probably Trinidad. Oh. Yeah. Probably Trinidad. Um, yeah. I was there for a while. When you're writing, what are you drinking? Uh, oh, man. Uh, a variety of things. It's like I don't, I don't have to have anything to write. 20 seconds. Water. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. I like that. Uh, you got any yeah. off the top of your noggin? Go. Writing versus performance. Which one? Performance. Why? Performance is that's my that's my natural skill. Writing, I had to work on. 
So I'd rather, I can't wait till the writing is done and the editing and the revising. I like revising, but I can't wait till that's done, memorized, so I can perform it. Mm. Favorite collab? Who? Favorite collaboration? My favorite collaboration would be so many. Oh, man, I don't know. Um, uh, right now, right now, my boy Russell, um, who does all my music. Yeah. And then close second would be uh, Camilio. Who's who's going to start doing all my video? But Russell, because he's done every single track. Yeah. Dream collab. Dream collab. Common. Oh. Okay. I'd, I'd I'd pay to see that. I would too. Um, That'd be dope. Worst show. Worst show that you've oh been my in. God. That I've been that. Or that I did, right? Um, worst show was in Marshall, Texas. It was at the high school. I like they it was supposed to be in the theater. They didn't. The the theater, the 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 the, the Auditorium. The air, yeah, the auditorium didn't work in the theater, so we had to do it in the library. The kids weren't having it. And the, the air didn't work in the library either. It was the air was out in the school. And then like I just wasn't, I didn't. I didn't prepare to do a performance. I didn't mentally, and I just showed up, and that was like, and and it's not like a rookie. You know what I mean? It wasn't like year one, right? Month one. This was like two years ago, and it was just I bombed bad. It was not good. It was terrible. War show, war show, hands down. I felt bad, not bad enough to give them their money back or anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's number. It's question six. You got any more? What do you got? Um, favorite line that you've written. Oh, I have no clue. Um, uh, I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, um, um, this one's not even in a poem. This one's not even a poem, but it's a it's a cool line. Uh, uh, uh poets. I don't remember how it goes. <laughs> poets are, poets are the uh, poets are uh, poets. Poets say the words that God lent to us, something oh. like that. Yeah, oh, that's good stuff, right? Uh, okay. Um, show you've seen that you walked away from and you were like, man, that's the most satisfying thing I've ever heard. So many. A lot of them are like that. Um, Sangu, when he was here last, his uh, it wasn't even a show, it was a reading called uh, Left Behind. Or, yeah, I think it was called Left Behind. That could be wrong. That was incredible. Um, part one of that, too. Um, another, another show that I walked away and I was just like... <laughs> um... Um, Susan Laurie Parks, uh, White Noise. Even though it was like, it was problematic and I understand it, but that was, I like the, I like the visceral feeling that you get of, of things, yeah. So those two shows come to mind. Uh, a show that you would put on and the dream lineup that would be in it. Ooh. Um, produced by... Produced by uh, um, Robert Robert Wilson because he got the money. Okay. So produced by him, directed by, uh, written by Susan Laurie Parks, um, um, performed in company with me and uh, Mark Bamuthi Joseph and Buddy Wakefield oh. and Sonny Patterson. Mm-hmm. As as like the side writer, yeah. And Deborah writing the opera because now she does that. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, um, that'll be awesome. That'll be that'll be next next trip you're taking or next where you're gonna be next. San Antonio for AWP. <laughs> <laughs> See you there, sir. See you there, <laughs> sir. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, and then uh, oh, what are you looking forward to doing while at AWP? I've never been to AWP. So this is your first one? It's my first one. So I'm going to be, you know, willing and dealing. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm excited about the, the, the Wits Alliance reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about that. Are you on that panel? 
I'm on a panel for WITS and I'm hosting the WITS Alliance reading. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then, you know, being the same, my, my, my people are in San Antonio. My girlfriend lives in San Antonio. So, yeah, some good Aww. things. Yeah, it's Aww. good. Yay. It's going to be good stuff. So, yeah. you've been listening to Inkwell. Uh, our our gratitude and thanks to Outspoken Bean for joining hey, us yeah. for the show. My gratitude and thanks to Isis for stepping in. Anytime. And my gratitude and thanks to Josh for oh. doing all these things. And uh, we will catch you the next time. We still have, if everything works out, we added an extra show. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Hey. That'll happen in June. So uh, keep out a lookout. Ooh, okay. Y nos vemos. Adios. Bye. Thank you for listening to Inkwell, a collaboration between Tintero Projects and Imprint in Houston, Texas, a city with a wellspring of literary activity. Inkwell is hosted by Jasmine and Lupe Mendez of Tintero Projects, produced by Rich Levy and Krupa Parikh of Imprint, and recorded, engineered, and edited by Josh Walker with 150 Media House. Inkwell is made possible by a grant from the City of Houston through the Houston Arts Alliance and Imprint's other generous supporters. For more information, visit imprinthouston.org or tinteroprojects.wordpress.com. For feedback on this and future episodes, email inkwell at imprinthouston.org. We also invite listeners near and far to attend our readings and workshops. Until next time, keep reading and keep writing.